そして今キコの魂はこのカエルの中で幸せに生き続けていくGlass of wine, your favorite easy chair, and of course, Hard for Dummies podcast playing on your home stereo. So go on and indulge yourself. That's right. Kick off your shoes, put your feet up, lean back, and just enjoy the melodies. After all, my voice soothes even the savage beast, but Jaleesa's makes it fucking hurt. <laughs> That's nice. $10 if you know what that's from. Horror for Dummies is back, y'all. I'm your host, Tim, and with me is the bell from hell, Jalista. Hey, everyone. Oh, way to go. You <laughs> said my voice hurts everyone, so I don't really feel like talking right now. Oh, my God. We're back. We're back. We, uh, we're coming in late this week. I wouldn't even call it this week. It's basically the next week. We, uh, we have to apologize. We have to apologize. We had family over. It was our son's second birthday, and we just had a, a crazy weekend, and we didn't have a chance to get near the computer, let alone record even a sentence. So, apologies to anyone who was waiting on this show, but we are back, and we are here, and we are going to be talking about two films for you this evening. Or this morning, whenever you're listening to it, we are going to be talking about、uh, wood theme, forest theme movies. Wood themes. Wood <laughs> themes. Don't go into the woods, is what we're talking about. And why we're talking about that is basically because that's the theme of mine and Jaleesa's, Jaleesa and I's、uh, Halloween party that we, are, that we are throwing in a couple of weeks. That's right. So we thought it'd be cool to actually dive into some、uh, wood. <laughs> Forest themed, <laughs> spooky woods, you know what I'm talking about, themed horror films. So, the two films that we had chosen to do this episode are The Cabin in the Woods and The Ritual, which are both on Netflix. So, if you haven't seen either,、uh, it's probably best you go and watch them because we are going to spoil both of them. And,、uh, spoiler alert, I highly suggest you watch these because they're both great films. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but because we were slack and we didn't get to a computer last week and we didn't put an episode out last week, I thought I'd give you guys a present. And that present is we're going to do the usual shit, but we're going to wrap this show up with a game. And that game is、um, Marry, Fuck, or Get Killed By. 
Mm-hmm. So basically a spin-off of Marry, Fucking Kill. Okay, cool. But, yeah, so that's a little present for you guys because I feel bad and Jaleesa feels bad and the dog sitting next to me feels bad. We all feel bad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, but before we start... <laughs> Before we start, we had a nice little email from our good friend, Alan Chacha. Can you say his name? Alan. Alan Chacha. He came back. He sent us an email, and it's been too long since I've heard the voice of Chacha. Mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't talk, it's it's an email. But still, <laughs> I can imagine him saying it. Yeah. But he... Fuck. He says, Hello, sex pickles. You're a sex pickle, Julissa. <laughs> I've returned from the land of Chacha. I got to meet Ali Ermi, Gunny, as he says, several years ago, and he signed my copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Motherfucker. I'm jealous. When he saw the DVD cover, he said something along the lines of, Oh wow, this was the most fun I've ever had on a movie set in years. They just let me go. The worst stuff I said, the more they liked it. I got to have so much fun with Hoyt. If they make another one, I'll do it all again. Well, unfortunately, that won't happen. So yeah, most of his lines were ad-libbed. Looking forward to next week's show because I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Uh, I'm out like Stephen Hawkins in a foot race. <laughs> Brutal. Cha-cha. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for your lovely, yes, lovely you. uh, email. And we appreciate it. If you want your voice read on the on the air, then all you have to do is send us an email or a, uh, or a message over Messenger. Yeah. In Facebook. It's that easy. It is. Oh, Jaleesa, it's that time of week where we talk about all the bullshit horror things that we've been doing for the past week and a half. So are you ready? Are you ready to expose yourself? Yes, I'm ready to expose myself. Fucking yeah. All right. Well, Jaleesa, what horrors have you done? What horrors have you done? Alright, well, since me and Jaleesa are a married couple, basically all the horrors that she has done, I've also done. So we're going to team up this episode and uh, talk about the things that we've done, because Jaleesa's slack and doesn't do horror by herself. Oh, shut up. (laughs) It's not my fault I have kids and get busy and I also have kids. I just make time for horror. (sighs) Whatever. Anyway, uh, I've been continuing my 31 days of werewolf films, and to be perfectly honest with you... I can't remember which film I was up to on the last episode, so if I repeat a movie that I've seen, my apologies. I'm just going to skim through these, all right? Um, I watched Late Phases from 2014. This one is is a slower film, um, and I've seen it before, and the first time I saw it, I wasn't that big of a fan because it is a slower film. This is more a, a character-based uh, film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into it, remembering that I didn't like it that much. But this time, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it is a slow film, as I said. The werewolves, uh, they look good. They look... Uh, they don't look like werewolves. <laughs> um, but it's still a great film. Mm-hmm. I actually do think I, I said this last week. So I gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. This one I didn't talk about last week. And this one is called Bone Hill Road. And this one is a very, very low-budget film. And this one is safe to say you should avoid at all costs. It's 
So it's it, that bad, is it? Well, I gave it a one out of ten, and I'm pretty lenient with my with my scores. You it, don't it, usually give out ones. No, it, it it you have to do real something really wrong for for me to give you a one, and this had nothing redeeming in it. Really, nothing. The 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 acting is atrocious. The Everything is bad in this movie. I fucking hated this film. So the wolf design is really bad too. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. The cover of the of the movie looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's where I should have been I should have been warned. Um, Julius is looking at the cover right now. Oh, yeah, it's and, cool. And the wolf... Okay, the wolf... Here's, here's, a, here's a plus thing, I'll say. The wolf doesn't look as bad as some werewolf movies I've seen lately. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, I mean it's all practical, which is good. There's yep. no CGI because they couldn't afford CGI. Yep. Um, it's all practical, but at the same time, it, it's it's not the best thing I've seen. But it's it's uh, here's the thing: the the how in this movie stolen straight out of American Wealth in London. Oh, really? It's the exact same how. <laughs> So yeah, look, it's it's not a good film. I avoided it at all costs. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, good manners. This is my next werewolf film. This one's from Brazil, mm-hmm. from 2017, and I heard a lot of people talking about this one back in two. I think last year. Yeah. It's it's only now become a widely released. Um, so you can see it. I don't know where, but you can. Uh, it is Brazilian, so subtitled. Uh, and this one is a very different spin on the werewolf subgenre. Very, very different. And if you are not in the mood for a slow film, then you should avoid this at all costs because it is very slow. In saying that, um, I was intrigued. There were times where it got a bit too slow for me, a bit too boring. And there were times where I, was, I found myself playing on my phone. Um, in saying that, there was more times where I was intrigued and wondering where it was going, but the ending let me down really badly. Okay. I hated the ending of this film, and I'm not going to spoil it or anything like that, but yeah, it leads up to something really cool, and it doesn't go through with it, and it just really let me down. Uh, in saying that, the werewolf in this movie is a child. Um, really? Yes. Okay. And I like that. I like the idea of that. But the the look of the werewolf is all CGI, and it's not the worst CGI I've never seen. It's not Aliens three, but it's not the best. Yeah. So look, I gave it a six out of ten. Everyone's raving about this film. Don't go in with that much hype. It's I don't think it's as good as people say it is. It's still a well done film, but it, it is very very slow. Um, my next one was Red Riding Hood from two thousand and eleven. This one's fine. I mean, there's really nothing really to talk about it. It stars Gary Oldman and Amanda Seyfried, um, some big-name actors. It's basically the, a horror version of Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. And you can imagine where it goes from there. Okay. Um, it's fine. I gave it a 7 out of 10. But I'm in, I would be in no rush to watch it again. So, yeah. Teen Wolf from 1985. <laughs> I, uh, I decided to mix it up with the whale films. I decided to go in the comedy route with this one. Um, Teen Wolf. I've never seen Teen Wolf before in full. I've seen snippets of it, but I've never watched the full movie. And yeah, it's 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 fun. It's very, very 80s. 
Uh, Michael J. Fox does a good job. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good story. Uh, I'm sure most people out there have seen it. I'm not going to go into it, but it was a fun ride. It's not perfect or anything like that. Uh, it's kind of predictable, but... He doesn't turn into a yeah, full werewolf. It's like a man well, with yeah. a lot of hair. Yeah, he's basically a very, very hairy man with fangs. <laughs> yeah, um, and, but, but he can still think like a normal man and talk like a normal man. But it's not a bad movie. Hmm. Do you know what is a bad movie? What? Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, it's from pretty much the exact same one. 1987. It's the exact same fucking story. Like, exactly the same. Like, in the first Teen Wolf, he's he's a basketball player. In Teen Wolf 2, he's a boxer. But it's the same story. He sucks as a boxer, and then when he becomes good, uh, when he becomes a wolf, he becomes good and has to fight the bully. Just like the first one. Everything in this movie is exactly what happens in the first. Uh, it is fucking... How creative. It is horrible. I, I could not believe it. And uh, it stars... Who's that douchebag that I hate? Jason Bateman. Um, I can't stand Jason Bateman. <laughs> Just because you watched him in a movie which has made yeah. you hate him. <coughs> means he's a good actor. I know, I know, I know. He... he he was an asshole on the gift, and I just hated him from then. <laughs> but yeah, Teen Wolf two avoided at all costs. But hey, if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. So yeah, uh, American Werewolf in London from nineteen eighty one. Ten out of ten. Yep. Talked about it a lot. Skinwalkers from two thousand and six. Uh, this one, I remember watching it when it came out, and uh, I remembered scenes of it, but I remember not being blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, it's fine. No, yep. Another movie. And I basically got the same thoughts from for Skinwalkers. It's it's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie. It's just it's just a movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's another different story on the Whale of Law, but I I don't think it's anything to rush out and see. Okay. Uh, Werewolf of London from 1935. This one I gave a seven out of ten. It is a universal monster film that's not a universal monster film, <laughs> if that <laughs> okay. makes sense. It's not in the canon of the universal monsters, but it, it basically is. Um, this one is not as good as the original Wolfman, mm-hmm. but in saying that, this werewolf design is a lot more creepier, in my opinion. Okay. It, it, it looks pretty much like the Wolfman design, but with less hair. Um, but so it, what more manly like? Kind of, yeah. But it, it, it comes off scarier. Okay. Like the 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 original Wolfman kind of looks like a a man dog that you can pet, whereas Well for London looks like a fucking um, mutated beast. Okay. So it's 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 a pretty decent film. Mm-hmm. It's it's black and white. It's from 1935. Yep. Uh, you, I wouldn't suggest watch it since you hate black and white films. Um, <laughs> But to anyone out there who likes those old classics, it, it's a good film. I, I enjoyed myself. Yep. Uh, American Wealth in Paris. Yes. <laughs> now, my... I watched this one with you. Yes, you did. Tell me your thoughts. Um, I've seen it before. Um, it, the CGI is bad. The wolves are really bad. Yeah. Um, other than that, the story, I don't, I'm not overly keen on. The love interest that just doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. 
I, I actually did like the, um, oh, what are they? The dead people? The people in limbo? Yeah. I thought they actually the looked The undead pretty, corpses. I thought they actually looked pretty decent because it was all practical. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. So, okay, I, um, I've always hated American Whale from Paris. Being the massive fan of American Whale from London that I am, I've always seen this as a horrible sequel that they tried to make good and it just didn't work. Um... So I went, I went in it with that knowledge that that those memories yeah. of really bad CGI, a stupid story, um, bad acting, everything like that. I actually came out kind of enjoying myself at this time. Okay, yes, the CGI and the effects are really bad. Mm-hmm. It's very very nineties, um, and you can tell. But in saying that, the story is actually kind of enjoyable. The pacing is perfect. It's never boring. Mm-hmm. I was never, ever bored during the film. The acting, for the most part, is decent. There were a few lines here and there that weren't the best delivered. Yeah. But it wasn't horrible acting. Um, I, I actually kind of had fun with this. <laughs> I honestly did. Um, it's not as bad as I remembered. Hmm. Um, and I actually I gave it a 7 out of 10. See, I was kind of opposite. I remember really enjoying it. Now, as you say, the story is not too bad and it's a good pacing, but eh, I can pass. I don't need to watch it again. See, yeah, I, I could put it on now and be happy with it. Okay. I won't, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, I think you and me went into that movie with opposite thoughts. Mm-hmm. I went in kind of dreading where you were kind of excited and we came out with opposite opposite feelings. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies where everyone shits on, but if you give another chance, maybe you might have some fun with it. I don't know. I've always been I've always been a cheerleader for fucking horrible films. Yeah. I mean, like Jaws of Revenge and, and um, I don't know, other films. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, maybe give it another go. Yeah. Um, as a sequel, it's bad. Definitely. Like, it has no tie-ins at all. Like, they could, and they could have. They could have done some tie-ins, which might have, like, just some little Easter eggs. Maybe there is. Maybe I just missed it, but... The only tie-in thing is the people in Limbo, where you have to cut the dog's bloodline. Yeah, but I'm talking about... That's the, about it. I'm talking about characters. Oh, okay, And, yeah. and they're wolves, not dogs. Honey. None. Um, yeah, the... Uh, like, there's no mention of David or or um, anything like that. Hmm. So, I don't know. Give it another go. American Wolf in Paris. It's not as bad as you remember. Uh, the last one, the last werewolf movie that I'm going to talk about is the one we watched last night, and that is Ginger Snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my 21st werewolf film, and I haven't seen Ginger Snaps since it came out. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah, near 20, near 20 years ago, the last time I saw Ginger Snaps. And my memories from Ginger Snaps is that I wasn't big into it, and I hated the werewolf design. Before I say what I'm going to say right now, I want Julissa to talk about this movie, because you watched it, and I want to know your thoughts on Ginger Snaps. <laughs> um, my thoughts overall, I actually enjoy this movie. Um, I love the sisters' bond that they have and how they're so obsessed with death, but yet scared of things when they actually happen. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Um, 
the wolf isn't that great. It's okay. I'm really happy that it's practical effects. Um, I did have another point as well, but it's... Oh, yeah, the, the um, period thing. The, yeah, the, the, the metaphor for period is kind of weird, mm-hmm. but also very artsy and creative, I guess. It, it's okay. <laughs> so, okay, out of 10, if you had to, what would you give it? Um... Probably, I'll go a seven because I can easily watch this one again. Okay, I after after rewatching this last night, I sat down and uh, I wrote a review, and I'm just going to read the review for you right now. And 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 I said this: while I enjoyed Ginger Snaps for the most part, I found myself picking it apart as I watched it. The story is great, and so is some of the acting. The relationship between the sisters is what makes this film enjoyable. But it's the low production value that makes this film seem very amateurish. It has that early 90s grunge music video quality to it, and at times feels like a TV movie. And don't get me started on the werewolf design, which looks more like an overgrown rat with tits than a werewolf. Yeah, I'll agree. It's one of the better werewolf films out there, but I just don't think it's as great as people make it out to be. And I'm sticking by that. The werewolf has tits. Because it's a female. But, okay, dogs don't, like, female dogs or female wolves don't walk around with tits. Yeah, their nipples are there, but fucking, like, tits. What are you doing? Maybe, maybe it was a pregnant werewolf. Yeah, but it wasn't. We, with we saw milking two tits. We saw Ginger, <laughs> and she wasn't pregnant. This werewolf, I'm sorry, this werewolf looks fucking horrible. Hmm. It looks gross. Like, okay, if I saw, like, um, the werewolf from American Werewolf in London, yeah, okay, I'd be, I'd be scared. If I saw the werewolf from Ginger Snaps, I'd be thinking, ooh, gross, what is that? Bullshit, you'd still shit your pants, yeah, even y- if it looked like a Yeah, because I rat. wouldn't want it to bite me because I'd be scared to get rabies. <laughs> it's gross looking, and maybe that's what they try to go, maybe that's what they went in for, but it looks horrible. On top of that, the practical effects on it aren't good. You can tell it's rubber. <laughs> like it, it bends like it bends like a rubber suit, like the the creature from the Black Lagoon type quality. Mm. Um, but the creature from the Black Lagoon was made in the fifties, so it's excused. Where this isn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. I wasn't big with Ginger Snaps. I last night I gave it a six, but now I'm thinking I'm going to give it a five. I kind of think it's crap. Wow. Yeah. And I, look, I'm going to watch two and three. And if I remember three correctly, it's even more a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm excited to see these because I haven't seen two or three. Well, hopefully you're in for a fun ride. Hopefully. E- even if you're not, you're going to hear me bitching. So that might be fun (laughs) but yes that is it for the werewolf films for this week and a half i know we talked about it a lot so sorry but um let's talk about other films Mm -hmm. that uh that we've got to see yeah uh i got to check out rabid the new um soska sister twins um rabid is is a remake of a david cronenberg film which was done in the 70s. And to be honest, I've never seen the the original Cronenberg film. Is this the one where she gets her face done and goes evil? Yeah. Oh, you watched it without me. Yeah. 
Oh, tisk tisk. Well, you weren't going to watch it, and I, but I probably did you a favor. It wasn't that good. So, well, let me go into it. Let me just tell you the the actual story of like the the plot of Rabbit. When a young woman is left scarred beyond recognition following an accident, she undergoes a radical, untested stem cell treatment. And while the procedure turns her into the bell of of the ball, the experiment transformation comes at a price. That actually sounds pretty decent. The movie as a whole lost me. I uh, so what, too artsy or yeah, a little bit. Look, okay, we're going to talk about settings. Well, this 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 episode is basically dedicated dedicated to um, horror movie settings. Like we're talking about creepy woods. If we're talking about settings, Rabbit is set into the uh, the the fashion world. And any time a movie is set in the fashion world or the art world, I tend to fucking hate it. I mean, the Neon Demons, this movie, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. I I just hate all that dialogue and banter between fashion models and stuff like that. So already it's uh, a few points down for me. Yeah. But the the film is somewhat confusing. Now, I've never seen the original David Cronenberg version. And to be honest, after seeing this, I don't really want to. It wasn't a bad movie and the effects are pretty decent. But, um, I don't know. The story just... uh, I came out kind of... eh. I don't care, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I fell asleep halfway through watching this movie, and I really didn't want to pick it back up. Oh, so it's that bad. It's not bad. Like, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. It's it's done well. The The visuals are really good. There's a, there's a beautiful use of colors throughout the film, but it just it left me feeling empty. You know, I, was, I, I expected going in to be wowed, to um, have my mind blown with gore and stuff like that coming from Cronenberg. So, I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah. Um, but, it, look, it's not a film I'll be returning to. So, maybe you set your hopes too high. I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. You can talk about this one, too. Harpoon. Let's talk about new films. Well, we just did. But another new film. <laughs> Harpoon from 2019. You're looking at me funny, but you sat down and watched this film with me. Did I? So Yes, you did. So let me just tell you the plot synopsis. Rivalry's dark secrets and sexual tensions emerge when three best friends find themselves stranded on a yacht in the middle of the ocean and under suspicious circumstances. Right, yes. So this one... um, This one... I found everyone talking about this on, on Facebook and everything like that. And um, people saying it's a, it's a decent film. And the, the plot kind of got me. Um, going back to setting, my favorite horror film setting is out in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So that's already hooked me in. I love movies set in the ocean. Watching this film, I was somewhat glued to the screen. I was really enjoying my time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's twists and turns um, through this film that I didn't expect. I kind of had a guess of where this movie is going to go, and it didn't, and I was happy with that. It it went a completely different um, direction, and I was really pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah. Is it a film that's going to blow you away, though? No. Um, It's it's nothing new. 
it, it's it's kind of it's not been there, done that, but it's nothing that's going to blow your mind. In saying that, I had a pretty decent time watching this film. I enjoyed it. The effects were actually pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll go that. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters were pretty likable, and that's the thing. Like you, you shouldn't like these characters. They're. It's not that they're bad people, but they're stupid, annoying people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked them. I enjoyed it, and I wanted to see what was going to happen to these characters, um, and and what does the outcome of these characters is kind of satisfying, yeah. in my opinion. Is this a film that you should race out and see? Mm, maybe, if you have a spare hour and a half, I, I actually, I actually say go out and check it out. I had a good time with it. Yeah. What do you say? I say the same from what I've seen. I think I missed the first twenty minutes or so. Um, that was enjoyable, and then there was a twist at the end, so... Did you see the twist coming? It depends which twist we're talking about. Mm, The main twist. Alright, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I'll I'll probably ruin it, so I'm not going to say anything. Okay. (laughs) Look, I gave it a 7 out of 10. It's, uh, it's, It's a pretty decent film. I enjoyed my time with it, and I would probably watch it again before the end of the year. So, that's Harpoon. Alright, the last one we're going to talk about, the absolute last one, um, is one <laughs> is one that um, is on Netflix. It's mm. just dropped on Netflix, and it's called Eli. Yep. Uh, this one came out of nowhere. There was I, I didn't see anything about this film. No trailers, or even though I don't watch trailers, but th- there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a poster, and then two days later, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So, okay, if you don't know what Eli is... The plot synopsis is, a boy named Eli with a rare uh, autoimmune disorder is confined to a special experimental clinic for his treatment. He soon begins experiencing supernatural forces, turning the supposedly safe facility into a haunted prison for him and his fellow patients. This one, talking about glued to the screen, I was pretty intrigued with this film. Mm -hmm. How about you? Same. It's a different horror film. Uh, in saying that, it is slow. It is a slow film. Um, not much happens from the middle towards the end. Um, not much happens. What happened besides the ending part? It's all character based. Where where it's it's a mystery. This whole film is basically a mystery. Yeah, but all the things that happened. While he was there. Oh, like, it's not like uh, the Conjuring films where, where jump scares happen every two seconds. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. You know? Um. There, are, there are, like, the scary moments that come and go, but this isn't a film that relies on jump scares. Yeah. It, it's a good thing, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, I, I, honestly, I could see some people being bored with this. Really? I was... I- pretty intrigued through the whole thing so was i but i could honestly see some people call this movie boring wow yeah yeah uh this one has another twist to it it's another movie (laughs) another movie with a twist and i I was reading reviews on uh on on imdb of this movie because i stupidly do that sometimes and a lot of the reviews were saying um ends with a cliched twist and when, when I saw the twist in the movie, I was like, what the fuck is cliched about that? Mm-hmm. That one, the, the, the twist in the movie came from nowhere. I've never seen anything like it. 
Yeah. It was pretty satisfying. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the uh, quote-unquote twist in this film. Uh, In saying that, uh, do you have anything bad to say about Eli? Um, Everyone's raving about this film. No, not really. I thought the acting was pretty good. Um, the acting's great, especially from the, uh, the the little boy who plays Eli, who's done by Charlie Shotwell. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen him in anything else. I think they have the perfect amount of like scares and everything, and they do it well. Yeah, yeah. It also stars uh, Lily Taylor, who was in the original Conjuring film. She was in Leatherface, uh, The Nun. She was in The Haunting, Jolly's mm-hmm. favorite. Um, so we've got her. Um, I like Lily Taylor. Yeah, I feel like the redhead girl has been in a few things too. I noticed that too, and uh, looking at her thing here, I see nothing. She looked familiar. I know, she did too, but yeah, this one, I, I suggest this one, give it a watch. Definitely. Um, just remember that it can get somewhat slow, so d- don't give up on it. But it's not a boring slow. No, no. But it, it takes its time going with the story. But in saying that, you're kind of good to the screen and, and wondering what comes next. Character development. Uh, story development. We, we kind of, we've kind of... Yeah, okay. Yeah, story development. That's the way. That's mm. the way. Uh, Eli, I gave it a... I gave it a 7 out of 10. I should actually bump that up. Mm-hmm. That's probably I'm going to go an 8. Yeah, it's probably an 8. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. So... Yeah. Better edit that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, that is it. That is it. We have been talking for half an hour. That was a lot of movies. It was. We've been doing a lot. It's it's October. It's Halloween. That's and what you do. And we also missed a week, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In saying that, I have so many movies to watch. Like, I've got scary stories to tell in the dark. We three still, from Hell. Yeah, Three from Hell. We still haven't watched In the Tall Grass. Yeah. There's another uh, Wounds, I think it's called, another mm-hmm. movie on Netflix that I haven't checked out yet. So, um, Little Monsters that I've just got. There's a, there's a few movies that uh, we're falling behind. We are. It's all it's all because of those goddamn werewolf films. That's right. <laughs> it's getting harder. I'm gonna admit. Sometimes you come home, and you're like, I don't want to watch a movie, but I have to. <laughs> but I will. All right, Jalisa. I think it's time that you. Take us into the horror for dummies breaking news. Let's do it. This is Horror for Dummies Breaking News. Coming in with Horror for Dummies news this week. Yeah, baby. Our first story. Yes. This Halloween, you can rent a replica of the Adams Family Mansion in Brooklyn, New York. Hmm. Would you do it? Yes. Does the report say at all how much it is? I'm looking at it now, and... Oh, wow. The Adams Family Mansion is available for 101 and 10 cents per night. That's fucking cheap. That is cheap. Really cheap. The whole mansion? That doesn't make sense. Or is it just a room? Y- yeah, it must be just a room. But why is it 101 and, and 10, 10 cents. cents. Like, what's the one dollar and ten cents going to do? One oh one ten. Yeah. Oh well. Um. This is obviously because of the new Adams Family animated movie coming out. Yeah. Did you see on Facebook? Speaking about the Adams Family, <laughs> did you see on Facebook that Christian guy who walked out of the Adams Family? No. 
So there what, was the cartoon. Yeah. So there was a Christian guy. This is all on like as a video that he made, and he's talking to the video, and he's saying that like he's a Christian, and he had to walk out of the Adams family because in the Adams family, we all know, we all love it, that it has some dark and horror scenes in it, and apparently there's a scene where one of the characters walks up the wall, and he said, and don't and don't quote me, I'm ablibing here. But he said something along the lines of the devil was in this movie and it was trying to make me worship Satan. So, what the fuck? So he walked out of the film and he's recording his response on the on his little phone and, and saying that the devil's not going to get me. So, <laughs> And he's got his girlfriend here and, and, and they're, they're of colour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this because the girl's, the girl's like, mm-hmm, that devil ain't going to get me. And... um. <laughs> Yeah, Christian people are funny. So, yeah. (laughs) That's funny. I can't believe that. Mm. You can (laughs) see the video online. I just thought I'd mention that because it made me laugh. Anyway. God. Our second story. Stephen King's iconic house in Maine will be turned into a Stephen King museum and writer's retreat. Mm. This one I'm I'm a little more interested in. Mm. Nothing against the Adams family. The Adams family is fine, but Stephen fucking King, Stephen King, Julissa, Stephen King is King. much better than the Adams family. <gasps> How dare you? Really? Yep. You going to disagree with me? Nah, he's brought out a lot of good That's stuff. That's right. But That's don't you diss my Adams family? They're fine, but I'd rather if I if we had a choice, if we only had a hundred and one dollars and ten cents, what would we spend that money on? Going to the Stephen King Museum or the Adams Family Museum, whatever it so is. So the Stephen King Museum would that be like just his books on display? So yeah, I don't know. I'm and it's not a too writer's sure. retreat, so I'll go Adams Family. Why? Because I don't really want to go to a writer's retreat. No, it's and a writer's retreat. So it's a Stephen King Museum. But writers can go there to retreat. <laughs> it doesn't sound appealing to me. Well, it does <laughs> to me. Does. It does to me. I'm interested in Stephen King's iconic house, and I want to see all the cocaine that he snorted while riding Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Directing Maximum Overdrive. My apologies. So massive mountain in the window. That's right. And hopefully there's a tour guide. <laughs> this is the cocaine that Stephen King snorted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Took her many a years getting that back. <laughs> All right, our third story, David Duchovny. Really? Du- Do you not know Duf- that name? Duchovny. Duchovny. <laughs> keep going. I want to hear you butcher it more. <laughs> Has joined it's the cast. David, it's David Duchovny. You know from the from the X Files. Duchovny. Duchovny. Well, it's got a ch. It's, Ch- it's silent. Of Blumhouse's remake of The Craft. So can you say it again? Because you butchered the name. I didn't even realize what you said. David Bukovi. <laughs> it's not even a B. It's a D. <laughs> David Duchovny. David Duchovny has joined the cast of Blumhouse's remake of The Craft. Do you know who David Duchovny is? Duchovny. Yes. Duchovny. Yes. No. The, he's he's um, Mulder from The X-Files. Who? The, the male guy from the X-Files. There's a lot of male guys in the X-Files. Oh, my God. Oh, that dude. I oh was thinking my God. fucking X-Men for some reason. <laughs> 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 I 
Dun. Mulder and Scully, X-Files, get it. Yes, could have said evolution as well. He's not known for evolution. He's known, He's known to me. Yeah, but I don't know everything that you that goes on in your little brain. I didn't know his name, so. Okay, well, you've never heard of David Duchovny? Not really. David Duchovny hips? Anyway. No. Uh, so the remake of The Craft. You are a big Craft fan. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Um, I, to be honest, I don't feel that it needs it. And I'm really hoping they don't butcher it. Yeah, I, I got to agree. It's one of those 90 films that that still kind of holds up. And where Definitely. is David Duchovny going to fit? Do they have a prominent lead male role in the original? Uh... Besides the love interest that they put a spell on. Oh my god. Not it's going to really. be one of their dads. You reckon? It has to be. He's perfect age. Well. Well, what else is he going to be? A high school student? There's the dad where she looks at his chest and he gets a heart attack. He's like a stepdad. He's not really in it. Uh, there's. Well, just remember that this story might be different. Yeah. It's so, a remake though. I... I hope they don't go the... What am I trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. You don't know? No, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll see it. Look, I like the craft. I I, ho- I kind of hope like they have Fruza Bulk make a cameo mm-hmm. in this movie. I don't think you can top Fruza Bulk. Which one's this? Fruza Bulk's the main one that goes crazy. Oh, the one with the big mouth. You're the ones in the water ball? Yeah. Water Vicky, boy? show me your... What did I say? Water bowl. Yeah, water boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can really top her performance or her character. So, look, I'll see it. No. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with remakes, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens. See, I, just, I don't know why they think to remake that one. There's probably heaps more that they can actually remake yeah. and do a better job. Yeah, anyway, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Alright, well it's time to get into the franchise fights. The franchise fights continues and we are up to round 27. Last week we had the Silence of the Lambs franchise up against the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, Joyce. Yeah. Um, But let's hear from the people who wanted to put their input through. We have one. Rob Humphrey. Good old Rob. He says, I'm not sure how these two have made it this far. Honestly, both have excellent movies, but they also have some really bad ones. I'm going to go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's hard to vote against Leatherface. Rob, I love you, man. Yeah. You're a good guy, and anyone who says it's hard to vote against Leatherface is my friend. Mm, Good answer. We had uh, a few people who voted, and this one, it wasn't really close. But with a vote of 8 over 5, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre advances, and we say goodbye to the Hannibal franchise, the Silence of the Lands franchise, whatever have you. Goodbye, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at that. No, not it, a, it, neither. I, I, I honestly, I much prefer the Texas Chainsaw franchise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. On to this week's matchup, and this one is a lot harder. Really hard. Mm-hmm. So we have in one corner the Evil Dead franchise, and in the other haunt corner, 
Haunt. <laughs> the other corner, we are going with George A. Romero's The Dead franchise. Ooh. This one is tough. And, and, I, and I can see where people are going to go. You know, I, I honestly think that most people will take the Evil Dead side. Because look at the franchise. There's not really a bad movie. Yeah. I mean, you got one, two, Army of Darkness. And if you want to chuck um, the remake and Ash versus Evil Dead, everyone seems to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if you go with the Dead franchise, I mean, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, even somewhat Land of the Dead, everyone loves those films. But then you get into Survival of the Dead and Diary of the Dead, and that's where your shit breaks. Mm -hmm. Those two films are really bad. Yeah. But here's the thing, and this one is hard for me because, look, I'm not the biggest Evil Dead fan. I mean, I like it and enjoy it, but I'm, it's it's not one of my favourite films ever. Mm-hmm. Where I'm a much bigger zombie fan. Um, zombies are just a, a creature that I really enjoy. So I'm going to go with the Dead franchise in this, only because that franchise made zombies how we are, how they are today. Okay. So without the Dead franchise, who knows what type of zombies we would have had. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Dead franchise. Jaleesa, what about you? Um, I'm going to have to take Evil Dead on this one. Why? Um, I think overall because I've seen more of them and yeah. I think I just enjoy it a little bit more. That's Yeah, that's fair. Look, this one can go either way, really. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. I, honestly, if I was a betting man, I kind of see the Evil Dead being in the grand final, being in the uh, the finals. So I would, if I was a betting man, I'd put money on the Evil Dead to win. Okay. But we will see. It can go either way. It Who can. Knows? If you guys want to put your votes and inputs in, please do at the Horror for Dummies uh, Facebook page. Just go to horrorfordummies.com mm-hmm. and there you'll be redirected to the page. Yep, and you either have to what like or love now because they've taken away the stupid yeah, polls. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. Um, <coughs> it's not just a simple click. Now you got to like it or love it, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do you do? We're getting down to the ending of that thing, so whew, we're gonna find out what the greatest horror franchise is in your opinion. Yep. Please not Halloween. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jaleesa, are you ready to take a stroll into the creepy forest? The forbidden forest? The creepy woods? I think I am. Yeah? You ready to talk about two interesting films? Yes. Okay, good. Well, we're going to talk about The Cabin in the Woods and The Ritual with feature presentation. And now, for our feature presentation. There's a scary wood behind my home. And it's so scary. I went out to the woods today and lost myself around halfway. The trees overhead grew so very thick, they even sucked the light of day. Let's get right out of the scary woods. If I could, if If I could, could, let's get right out of the scary woods. Only if I could. Don't go into the woods, Julissa. Not now, not ever. 
Don't ever go into the woods. I, I won't, especially not alone. Yeah, especially after seeing these two films. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> right. We are talking about wood-themed horror films. And no, that's not porno. <laughs> I knew that was going to sound dirty. Uh, yeah, so, Creepy Woods. Creepy Woods. One of the most popular settings for horror films. Julissa... What is your, in your opinion, what is your favourite setting for a horror film? I know, I put you on the spot there. You did. Just, just blurt it out. You're not going to be tested or anything. Favourite setting? Yeah. So for me, as I said before, mine's the open water. Okay. Just because the the ocean amazes me. All the creatures in it and what hasn't been discovered yet. So that amazes me. The close second is the creepy woods and the creepy forest and all that. Mm -hmm. But what, what about you? I'd probably say um, probably a really old creepy house. So, oh, the haunted house setting. Setting, yeah. Yeah? Possibly the woods as well. Yeah. No, there's a few that I enjoy. See, it's funny. I think most people would say the creepy woods or cabin type, cabin in the woods or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to do with woods. Just because it's the, probably the most popular. Yeah. You pick up a horror film, especially from the 80s, and chances are... It's got some sort of woods or some shit in yeah. it. I mean, countless movies. Friday the 13th, Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I could go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. There are countless movies set in the woods. So, um, yeah, we thought it'd be cool to look at two movies. And we had a a bunch of movies to choose from. But we chose The Ritual. Because one of our our listeners, Jordan Huxley, Mr. Jordan James, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, he requested this so long ago, months ago. He requested this and the Blair Witch films. And we'll be doing the Blair Witch films um, next, uh, not next week, the week after. But um, we, 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 I thought it'd be cool to, because they all have a, a similar connection. They're all set in the woods. Yeah. So we're going to be doing the, the Ritual and Cabin in the Woods. So what one do you want to start off with? Uh, let's go The Ritual. The Ritual. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll do the newer one first. All right. Yeah. Before we start, let me just remind everyone out there that uh, these films we're going to be spoiling because, well, one of them in particular, you can't really talk about it without spoiling. That's Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Because I want to dive deep into it because it kind of deserves it and I kind of need to spoil that. So if you haven't seen either, they're both on Netflix, go check them out. Um, But let's start with The Ritual. Rob would have loved this place. He's a good man. The best of us. You know what they have? Walking trails in England. Pubs. Come on, man. Where's your soul? Ah! Oh, oh, it's twisted. It's twisted. Ah! All right. Yep. Oh, easy, ah! easy. Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Or through the forest? Yeah, why not? I should have gone to Vegas. Oh, you'd have found something to fall over in Vegas too, mate. Now, is it me, or is it really quiet in here? It's been gutted. Could be hunters out here. Bait, possibly. Or it's the bit they don't show you in the nature documentary. It's a warning. We shouldn't be here. 
Where the hell are we, Huds? We should pitch the tents. This is ridiculous, man. Luke, you're getting soaked. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Come on. It was a nightmare, Phil. Well, what happened to you, then? We got spooked and we had bad dreams, all right? I woke up last night. Look, look at this. Nothing has done that to you. You've done it to yourself. Why do you have to deny everything I because say? Because I do not value your judgment. We need to be working together, man. which came out last year in 2018. And the, uh, the plot synopsis is, a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest, but encounter a menacing pre presence in the woods that's stalking them. This stars, talking about names you don't know how to pronounce, Rafi, I guess, Rafi Spall as Luke, Robert James Collier as Hutch, Sam, Fuck all these names. <laughs> Sam Troughton as Dom and Asha Ali as Phil. Yeah, you know, that's all I'm gonna say because these names are fucking hard to pronounce. Fair enough. So, <laughs> uh, look, okay, the ritual. I saw this movie when it came out because everyone was talking about it. Everyone was raving about this movie. And I saw it when it came out back last year. It, it appeared on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. And, um... I was... I was, um... Left... Empty. Mm -hmm. I, I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I Everyone was raving about this film and how great it was. I came out thinking, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. I, I just... I didn't understand why everyone was talking so highly about it. I, I really didn't understand the movie. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what the fuck happened. It, it starts off really, really good. Really good. But the ending just left me confused and I just felt... I don't know. I just felt confused. <laughs> I can't only remember the ending. He just runs out and... Was that the ending? Yeah. Yeah, that was we'll, it? we'll get to it in a second. Um, be, uh, upon revisiting it, um, and I was actually kind of excited to revisit it mm -hmm. because I don't know, times have changed. My mind has changed. I've become wiser and and older, and I was kind of excited to see if my views have changed this movie. And and I'm glad that they did. Yeah. They did change. I, I came out kind of enjoying this film a lot more than when I first saw it. Mm -hmm. Is it still as great as people... Like people were giving it a 10 out of 10 and saying it's the best horror film of last year, which I disagree. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it could have been. It, it 
it's probably up there yeah. as one of the best. But for people saying it's a game changer and all that stuff, I don't think it's as great as people make it out to be. But I still really enjoyed it. Am I still left confused? You bet your ass I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to take to Google to uh, try and understand what really happened in this movie. Yeah. Um, Joe, what did you think about it? Was this your first time? It was, yeah? yes. You popped your ritual cherry, did I you? I did. What was your thoughts on the film? Um, I was a little bit confused um, with the story. In saying that, it was still intriguing and I was still glued to the TV to find out what happened. Yeah. Um, but you were left confused. Yes. You really didn't understand what was happening and all that stuff. Not overly. Yeah. The they explained th- it a little bit, but not yeah. in depth. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. It, it, it's it's kind of left up to your own devices to figure out what really this movie is about. Mm-hmm. And I've done a little bit of deep diving as to what this movie is about. But before we get to that, let's just talk about the film as it is. Um, the, let's talk about the characters in this movie. Because characters can make or break a horror film. Yeah. Much like podcasts. If you don't like the hosts, you don't care what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to us right now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, characters can make or break a horror film. And for me, these characters were interesting enough. I, I had fun following them. I had fun hating some of them. I had fun in um, liking and rooting for, for some of them. So yeah. all five characters, and I say five because there is one character at the start all five characters were fleshed out pretty decently Mm -hmm. i um i could i could identify all of them yeah um unlike some movies where they kind of all look the same (coughs) dog soldiers um where i can't differentiate between the the characters yeah this one i could and i um I, i had fun following these characters what about you i'm pretty much the same love some hated others yeah um, yeah. It, it's funny because the characters are very realistic. I mean, you, you you see them going on this journey and all of them have incredible chemistry with one another. What happens at the start of this movie where one of the one of the boys, the boys, one of them uh, sadly lost his life and they, they come together to do what he wanted to do on this boys camping trip. And I, I thought that was really cool. I really liked that how they came together to do something that they didn't want to but their fallen comrade did yeah um but it, it, it's really it's really realistic how they start bickering and fighting with each other the further they go on and mm-hmm. and you can see that they don't want to do this trip and they don't want to venture into the woods but they have to because one of them hurts their legs and and all that stuff yeah it, it's funny with within merely a hundred minutes of runtime our protagonists go through a lot of change and develop accordingly to the situation they're facing. You see them start to get aggravated with each other. You see them absolutely snap and and hate each other. And then you see them come back together as friends. Yeah. So the character development in this movie is awesome. And -hmm. it's probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about the elephant in the room. And when I say elephant, Lisa, I mean moose. 
<laughs> the monster. If you can even call it that. Well, yeah, okay, the creature. And this is another thing that I remembered when watching this for the first time is the creature design was kind of not that creative. Mm-hmm. I just, I felt it was basically, they basically just got a moose and put a head, a, a, a half a body on it. And, and really, that's all they did. It was kind of like a moose body, a Grim Reaper head type thing yeah. with arms coming out of its head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay. When I first saw it, because the movie, the movie does such a good job of, of, of kind of... Uh, hiding it? Yeah. Hiding it and, and, and making you wonder what is this creature and what is after them. Like, you can see it in the background how big it is and moving in the trees when yeah. they're walking and stuff. But yes. you can never get a good no, look till the end. you never do. And then when you finally see it at the end, I was just... Oh, is Let that down? it? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be much bigger than what it was. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was big enough. I don't know. I didn't really care how big it was. I just... I wanted something more. Mm. Now... Like it didn't. I don't think it even had antlers. Did it have antlers? Um, did it? Now you've now you've got me wondering. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it did or not. I will check. I will check the Googles and let you know. Um, in saying that, <coughs> oh, fuck. fuck it out. In saying that, um, upon re- revisiting it, revisiting the movie, yeah, there were scenes of the creature that. Well, pretty cool. You know? There is a scene... Yes, it does have antlers. Um, there is a scene where where Luke, the, the main the main character, is in the is in the house when he finds out um, the whole story, everything, what what the what the twist is in this movie. He's in the house and uh, and you see the creature kind of somewhat come into the house. That part is uh, kinda nightmare fuel. Yeah. And kind of bothered me a bit. As a matter of fact, this movie as a whole, there were there were a lot of scenes that were very, very tense. And I found myself kind of not like being scared but but um what's the word? Just just I felt very tense watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh th- so that's that's another huge plus to this movie. Yeah. But the creature, <laughs> going back to the creature here, it's I don't know. I just wanted something more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? More than just a, a moose body, eh? Yeah, like, if, that's all you can say. If someone asks you what's the creature in it, you can just say it's a moose man. A Grim Reaper moose. Uh, yeah, a were moose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah. But this movie is left with so much kind of left open. And for you to interpret it into your own ways and mm-hmm. and kind of things. So I I went through kind of Google and and asked some questions about this film that I didn't understand. And I've got like I've got some answers that Google kind of gave me. So I want to read these out um, for you. So the first question I have is what is the creature? Mm-hmm. And we are, we're kind of given. Uh, a, a somewhat explanation as to what is the creature in the movie, but I wanted to know more. I must mention, and I should have done this at the start of the review, that this comes from a book. This is originally a book. 
oh, come from it? the same name. So yeah, in the book they delve a little bit deeper. But what is the creature, Julissa? In the book that the film is based on, the creature is given a, a specific name, Modor, it's called. This name might refer to the word mothering, sorry, mother, in Old English and Old Norse. However, in the film, the creature's name is never given. Um, this deviation from the book strips away that Lovecraft connection. The creature is a Jotun, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's J-O-T-U-N. So, Jotun. Jotun? Jotun? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, and as a thing of giant's blood, it is associated with the elements, with nature, and with the wild. It is a child of Loki. Yeah, the bastard child of Loki is yeah. in the movie. And that's, and that's where it kind of lost me, because when I think Loki, I think Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not... I'm not uh, He's a Norse god, right? Is that right? I, honestly... I'm not that educated into the uh, world of Norse gods, so I couldn't tell you. Pretty sure he is. In yeah. Like the, is he even the Viking side? Is he even Thor's brother? I don't know. <laughs> really, I don't know. I know he's Odin's. Ah, oh, fuck. I really don't know much about all that stuff. <laughs> I couldn't really even tell you who Loki is. So anyway, if he's the bastard child of Loki, yeah. How come he's on Earth? Isn't he supposed to be like God up, you know, somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not Maybe too sure. Maybe he's a bastard. He fell to earth. I'm not too sure. Yeah, like Adam and Eve. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. But uh, yes, he is a child of Loki, which also explains the illusions we see and its impairment, shape-shifting nature. However, the creature also appears to be able to move incredibly quickly, and it has mastery over its directions. We also see that it impales its sacrifices, leaving them hanged up onto the tree. So that's basically a rundown of what the creature actually is. Still, I'm still left with kind of an unknown knowledge as to what this creature is. After watching this movie and after reading all these reports on Google, I'm still like, but what really is it? You know? What you think did Loki fuck a moose? <laughs> He made me fuck a deer. You wouldn't get that. Anyway, but okay, this is another question that I asked Google. Why does it leave its sacrifices in the tree? You know? Like, what? okay, I understand I understand the story. You know, it, it wants you to worship it, and if you don't worship it, it's going to sacrifice you, or they're going to sacrifice you. But why does it just put you up in the tree? And they give him, yeah, sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, but like, live. but, but... <laughs> That's the thing. Why does it leave you up in the tree? Decoration? Like, okay, I, I, it, I under, I'd understand if it ate them. Yeah, it doesn't it, even do that. Yeah. It might, may put their guts out and shit a little bit. But yeah, but like, why? That's about it. Why is it doing that? Is it doing that to, to ward other spirits away or something like that? Relieve stress. Anyway, I asked Google that same question. Mm -hmm. And Google said, it's possible the little Jutin... The little, it that's, says that's the little what Jutin. That's what Google said. The little Jutin might be leaving these sacrifices to another god, to Odin, the god of the hanged and the crucified. So I actually thought that was pretty cool. I wish they kind of explored that more into the movie. So the people worship and are scared of this Loki Jotun thing. Yeah, little Jotun. And then he's scared of Papa Odin. Well, no, Papa Odin is his like granddaddy. 
Yeah. I guess. So if he's leaving them there for him and stuff, so obviously there's a higher power over him. Yeah. And he's like, don't hurt me. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Jotun, so I'm just going to call him Little Joe. Jotun. Little Joe. Okay. No, we'll stick to Jotun. No, I like Jotun. Little, I like Little Joe. Jotun. Okay. Just say Jotun. Little Joe. Anyway, why did another question I had is we are we're we're blessed with this scene when uh, all the characters, the male characters, are in this cabin, and they all have nightmares. Why did they all have nightmares in the cabin? I was kind of a bit lost with that. The creature gave them all nightmares to wean them out, <laughs> to wean out which one was the weakest. Really? Yep. Why did he want to know which one was the weakest? So he can pick that one off first? Well, here's the thing. We are we, we see that Luke, Luke is the main guy, and he has uh, his chest is pierced in a, in a little formation, a little circle, whatever. Everyone had nightmares except for Luke. Well, Luke did have a nightmare, but he woke up pierced. Why was Luke marked? And Google says, I think it preys, I think little Joe, Jotun, I think uh, it preys on fear slash painful emotions. It induces these nightmares to see the victim's painful emotions and fear. In the beginning of their walk in the woods, Luke has lots of painful emotions and fear that he hasn't accepted or overcome. The uh, where we're talking about the 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 loss of his friend and how he didn't help his friend at the start of the movie. Yeah, the massive coward. Yeah. This is when the thing marks him, as those painful emotions would make him an ample worshipper. So basically, little Joe, little Jotun, wants another worshipper, and he wants someone who isn't strong enough to try and take on little Joe or run away. Yeah. So that's why he chooses Luke, because he sees him as the weakest. Why? And the scaredest that won't stand up. Yeah, yeah. Now, at the end of this movie we find out that Luke is actually not that weak and he's actually pretty strong. And it Luke, takes him a while. Yeah, it does, but eventually he gets through it and he he goes head-to-head with Little Joe and puts an axe through Little Joe's head and, um, of course, Little Joe's a god, so he can't be killed. But then we get the chase through the woods and we get to the part where Luke crosses the line of the woods and Little Joe stops. Why did little Joe stop following Luke? I'm guessing he's bound to those woods and can't go further. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's what I got. Google says, Throughout the movie, Luke accepts his fear and painful emotions and even manages to overcome them. So we gather that. At first, when the thing grabs a hold of him, it knew it had marked him and was trying to make him beg and worship. That's when little Joe kept pushing him to the ground. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to make him worship it. Although Luke shows that he isn't fearful anymore, stands up, grabs the axe, hits the monster and exits the forest. Either the monster simply can't exit the forest, as you said, or it might not be able to kill kill things which show no fear of it. His shouting was also to show that he did not fear it. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So again, like, looking through Google gave me a bit more knowledge of this film. Mm -hmm. Now, if you watch the film, you're going to... You probably have a lot more questions. Unless you're really smart. Then you probably understand this movie, and I'm jealous of you. Yeah. (laughs) See, another thing I really liked with this movie is I loved how the god... um, Little Joe. Little Joe, Jotun. 
preyed on their fear and gave them those dreams. Yeah. Which they seem so real and everything. Yeah. But the thing I didn't like is that we always just seen Luke's. We never got to see the others. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. But, I mean... See, I want to know why that guy was screaming his wife's name in the corner. Yeah. I want to know why the other dude pissed his pants. Yeah. And I want to know why the other dude was upstairs worshipping and praying to that headless chicken-looking branch thing. Yeah, the uh, the, the headless dummy thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, actually. Um, I kind of... I mean, it's not an overly long movie. Mm-hmm. But, and then they could have done that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, and explain the marks on the trees more as well. Well, the marks on the trees were from the villagers, I think. And maybe that's why the the the, the little Joe, I can't go past those woods. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. That's food for thought. That. Food for thought. Hmm. But, yeah, look. Um, I have one more question for you. And there is a scene in the movie, as I said before, where they encounter a rundown abandoned shack full of weird witchcraft symbols. Mm-hmm. The other option is to stay out in these woods in the dead of night in the pouring rain. Now, okay, I'm going to put you in two scenarios here. Two scenarios. Okay. okay? You are by yourself in these woods. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> For some reason, you're stupid and you decided to... Go, tra- go take a trip into these woods by yourself. Yeah. You got lost. Okay. And then it got to uh, two in the morning. You couldn't find your way out. It's pouring down rain and you find an abandoned cabin. What do you do? Do you take a chance in the cabin or do you stay out in the woods? Is it the same cabin from the movie? Yes, exactly the same. I don't know. If I went in the cabin, I would not explore. I'd sit down in the corner. Really? Yeah. Fuck that. Why? Just sitting down in the corner and just the whole night wondering if something's upstairs. I could Fuck that. I'd have to go and check it. I'd be like, fuck this. I'm going to see. No. I'd try and hide. <laughs> just sit in there, out of the rain. I wouldn't go to sleep. Okay. Or, yeah. Or I'd just, you know, sit in the rain. <laughs> But then you're out in the open, so it's more Mm -hmm. scary. Alright, same question, but you're with a group of four friends. Going to the house. Okay. Yeah, like they did. Would you do the same thing, explore, or...? Yeah. Okay. Really? You you just stay in the cabin, there's an upstairs part, but you wouldn't go near it? No. Oh my god, no. I don't think I could. I don't think I'd have the courage to go up the stairs. I'd need to put my mind at ease. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'll just hide myself and stay awake. Okay. Yeah. All right. myself with a weapon. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, do you have anything more to say about the ritual? Um. Not overly. I think we brushed on it pretty quickly. Yeah. The end. Did yes. he get to the lodge? I can't remember. Uh, it or he kinda, just got out of the woods and that was it. Yeah, he kind of got away from little Joe and that was it. Screamed at it and... Then it ends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he got away. I think it would have been cool if you actually seen him reach the lodge at the Why? end. Why? Because what they set out to do, he mm-hmm. actually eventually got there. Well, I mean, you can you can assume that he did. I don't need to be. I don't need to see that he made it. 
I just assumed that he did. And then went home. <laughs> and told all <laughs> he his... He went right around the woods this time. Yeah, exactly. And told all his friends, um, his, his friends' families that they died. Which would be hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Out of 10, Jaleesa, what are you rating the ritual? Uh, I'll give it a 7. Okay. 7 out of 10. Would you recommend it to people out there? Yeah, I say give it a go and see what you come up with if you get it off the first go and what you think this creature is. Yeah. His name is Little Joe. <laughs> Little Jotun. Or I... Jotun. Jotun. Otten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am I'm coming a little bit higher than you. I'm going to give this movie an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I found myself really enjoying it this time, much more than last time. And I say it's definitely, definitely worth a watch on Netflix if you have not. Yep. Especially if you are a fan of Creepy Woods scenarios. Mm-hmm. So yes, that is The Ritual from 2018. Let's jump on over to the next film. And the next film we're talking about is The Cabin in the woods. Everybody ready? It doesn't even show up on the GPS. It's unworthy of global positioning. That's the whole point. Get off the grid, right? Hello? I'm thinking this thing doesn't take credit cards. Sign says closed. We're looking for, uh, what's it called? Tillerman Road. I have to get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. Oh, this is awesome. Whoa. No way. have passed to the gate. They are come to the killing floor. Get this party started! I seriously believe something weird is going on. What is that thing? We have to stay together. This isn't right. We should split up. Yeah, good idea. Really? We gotta get out of here. Somebody sent those things here to get us. You're missing the point. They want to see us punished. The Cabin in the Woods from 2011. If you have not seen this, I really suggest that you go watch this before listening to us. Because uh, we are once again going to spoil it. Mm -hmm. The plot is 
five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargain for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. You know what's funny? Most people go in, like, most non-horror fans would probably go into this movie going, oh, it's another fucking slasher film. And the funny thing is, for the most part, it is, but this movie is so much more Mm -hmm. than just another, just another horror film. It's so much more than a horror film. Yeah. And we'll get into it um, in a second. But this stars Kirsten Connolly as Dana, Chris Hemsworth as Kurt. Remember Chris Hemsworth talking about Loki and Thor? Thor. Uh, Anna Hutchinson as Jules, Fran Fran Kranz. (laughs) Fucking poor guy. (laughs) My name's Fran Kranz as Marty, and Jesse Williams as Holden. Oh, it also stars Richard Jenkins as Citizen, Citizen, and Bradley Whitford as Hadley. You would know Bradley Whitford as the guy with old man balls from Billy Madison, and you would remember Richard Jenkins from Step Brothers. Step Brothers? The dad from Step Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Jaleesa, have you seen this movie before? Yes, I have. Were you a fan of this movie? Yes, I was. I... I've seen this movie numerous times. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy this film. But the thing is, the first time I watched this film, I walked in um, with expectations. It being another Cabin in the Woods type horror film, such as Evil Dead, Friday the 13th, and coming out with kind of the same thought. The thing I didn't know about this film is it is so much more than just your average horror film. Mm -hmm. It basically does what Scream did back in 1996, and that is uh, make the horror world uh, more... It kind of opens up the horror world. Yeah. And and horror horror fans... Sorry, horror films. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it in a second. But the thing about this film is it's written by Josh Whedon, who... Is I think he is one of the creators of Buffy and Angel. I've never been into Buffy or Angel or anything like that, um, and I and I've been curious. Yeah. About the the Buffy series and all that stuff. It's just a matter of time. I don't have a lot of time, and Buffy's now not the talk of the town anymore. So I don't really care. <laughs> um, but Drew Drew Goddard, I believe, and Josh Whedon wrote the screenplay for themselves after both come off failed film projects. They locked themselves up in a hotel room in order to challenge themselves and wrote almost the entire script in one weekend. Far out. Yep. Wow. Uh, the film went on the shelf after MGM, who backed this film, went bankrupt. After the film was shelved due to the studio's bankruptcy, even Drew, uh, even director Drew Goddard and producer Joss Whedon had little faith in it. Until Lionsgate saw the finished film, loved it, and picked it up for release. So thank you very much to Lionsgate, because we almost didn't have this film, and that wouldn't be good. So Jaleesa, question for you. What I what do you think this movie is about? Just your opinion. If someone came up to you and said, what's Cabin in the Woods about? What would you say? If I hadn't seen it before? Is that what you mean? No, like, if someone who hasn't seen it before came up and said, what's the movie Cabin in the Woods about? What would you say? Oh, I'd say it's got an evil dead feel. Uh, young people go to a cabin in the woods and shit starts happening. A lot of different monsters and horror movie um, people 
come into it and it's good fun. Okay. So you probably are unaware of what this movie is saying and doing. Because I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's gone over your head or anything like that. Not to say that you're stupid, but it's very on the, on the nose is what this movie is. Basically, this movie is... Um, it's kind of like um, Hunger Games, right? Uh, no, not really. How they're like... <laughs> You know, yeah. In a, um, I see what you're saying. World thing, and I see what you're saying, but no. So I'll explain it in a second. But this movie, yes, you have five kids who are trapped in, well, not trapped. They're they're in a cabin in the woods, and that's what most people would believe that this movie is about. It's just another silly slasher film with cabin in the woods. But what we see and what how this movie starts out is we we start out with this office building and um, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Winford. Whitford, sorry, uh, are there talking. And and the funny thing is, the movie's opening was a deliberate attempt by the filmmakers to confuse the audience and make them think that they walked in to see the wrong movie, which I think is genius. <laughs> um, but we start off with like an office building, and it's, this isn't usually how slasher films or Cabin in the Wood type films start. And we're open to a, a uh, an office space of... Of just different people working and you you start to wonder where does this come into play now this comes into play hugely in the movie because what this movie is doing is is saying that horror movies are this this formula this typical formula that does every single thing every single movie and we are going to we're gonna bring it to light and show everyone um, show everyone what they're what they choose, like what they what they love, and and really put it on the nose, make it meta. So what this movie does is the office space underneath is controlling what happens on top. Mm-hmm. So of course the kids have to, they 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 choose themselves what monster or creature or killer is going to go after them. But everything beyond then is being controlled by the office underneath, and it's being controlled to in order to appease the old ancient gods now the old ancient gods are referring to us the horror movie viewers the horror movie fans and they do it perfectly they they say multiple times that if it doesn't go this way the the i think they call it the ancient ones the ancient ones will be upset and will destroy the earth and this is this is what happens in real life with horror movie world um, you, if you have, the, and it happens so many times. Take for example, Halloween Three, Season of the Witch. Everyone hated that film when it came out because it didn't have Michael Myers, because it didn't have the typical body counts that that people went into, and people got mad. Just like in this movie, if you don't follow the formula of a horror movie, people get the shits, and you see it all the time on Facebook or on YouTube. Anyone that reviews movies, who's probably every second person in this world they always really kind of say the same thing. I was cranky because this and this didn't happen and that's what's meant to happen in horror movies. Mm -hmm. So this movie is making it aware that that's what happens in horror movies. But they do it in a way that is just so smart. It's just really, really cool. So we start off with the five characters and you usually see them in every slasher film. They The five trope characters. You've got the the whore, Mm -hmm. you've got the athlete, You've got the scholar, the fool, and the virgin. Yeah. And they always seem to have those type of characters. The virgin usually being the final girl and the last one to live if she even if she even does live. Yeah. 
Um, and, and that's what they do in this movie. But the thing is, in this movie, is you have these tropes, but they're not these tropes. For example, Chris Hemsworth's character plays the, the jock stereotype. But at the start of the movie, he's talking to the two girls about books and that, how they should read that book. So it's funny how his stereotype isn't exactly the jock type. But when he goes to the cabin in the woods, there's a pheromone scent to make him seem more of the jock type and make him seem more of the the uh, the asshole and the, the brute of yeah. the force. And th- there's multiple things in this movie that they do. For example, when one of the characters has a knife, and you always mention this, everyone seems to talk about this in horror movies. Why did she drop the knife? Why did she drop the weapon? But in this movie, the office underneath causes an electric shock to for the character to drop the knife. Yeah. It's things like that that make this movie really, really smart. Um, another thing we have is at the end of this movie, after we revealed what everything is, Sigourney Weaver, Ripley from Aliens, makes an appearance and she comes into the fold and... and explains to us what's exactly happening in this movie the thing is her her character's name is the director Mm -hmm. and i think that's fucking awesome because she's running this this whole this whole thing this whole show yeah and they call her the director so did you did you pick up on any of that while watching this movie that they were that this was basically showing people the horror movie formula um, no, I didn't really pick up on that. I knew they were controlling everything. Yeah. Um. But, okay, you, you saw it just on the, on the surface level. You didn't go any deeper and, and think about what this actually means or anything like that. No, I didn't think, like, they're trying to make the perfect horror movie and the, what horror fans would love and stuff like that. No, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, take for example, like, the things that they control underneath the base... The, the pheromones to make the two couples have sex. Because as they say in the movie, it appeases the ancient ones when when the tits are shown. Yeah, and yes. that's, that's exactly horror films. Like, if, if I don't see tits in, um, in horror films... You're disappointed. Yeah. To be honestly, um, I, I'm sure most people would agree that... You need, you need those things. You need to have brutal kills. You need to have the, the different tropes. You need to have boobs. You need to have blood. You need to have booze, drugs, whatever. And this movie does that, but it, it gives it to you in a way that you wouldn't really expect. No. It's exciting thinking of what monster's coming next. Well, yeah, that's it. Let's talk about the monsters. Because mm-hmm. this, this was... This was something, before realising what this movie really is and how how meta it is, I was a little bit upset that we didn't explore more of the monsters in this movie. Yeah. Um, and they they have a board with what monsters are on this, um, uh, this, this, this cabin in the woods. So let's go through the actual monsters. And you see most of them... Um, at the end of this movie, which is my favourite part, when those elevator doors open and the monsters are just unleashed. And I love it how you can see the, all the different cubes with all of them that, in it. Yeah, that too. When we see all the different monsters in this film, that's when that's when I really perked up my interest with this film. But uh, I'll go through I'll go through the different monsters on this board. But there are some monsters that are on that are not on this board 
that um, they've added in that might seem interesting to you. So we'll start off with, of course, the werewolf. We see the werewolf multiple times during the movie. It looks great. It looks a lot better than Ginger Snap's werewolf. <laughs> then we go to alien beasts, mutants, wraiths, zombies, reptilius, clowns, witches, sexy witches. I never saw sexy witches. No, I can't wish, remember that one. kind of wish I saw the sexy witches. Uh, demons, hell lord. Uh, we need to talk about Hell Lord. Razor, isn't it? It's yeah. It's obviously a, uh, a, a what's the word? A take of Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a guy that basically looks like Pinhead, but instead of pins, there saw blades through his head, and he's holding not a cube but a sphere. Yeah. So it's uh, obviously a bit of love to Hellraiser there, and I kind of wish we got a little bit more with him because you don't really see him do anything except stand there. He looks like a badass, but they don't use him. Yeah, and like you can see him walking through the halls when the mayhem's going, but he doesn't do anything. Like at least like throw a chain out or something. <laughs> maybe he's controlling it all. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Uh, there is one thing that's that's also very on the nose that you do see, which is the angry molesting tree <laughs> from Evil Dead, mm -hmm. the rape tree. Uh, we do see that come uh, right at the start when the elevator is open. Really? I don't remember that part. Yeah, you do. There's a few things that you notice, that, and then I'll say this later, um, there's a few things that you notice when the elevator doors open that it's like, ha, that's that. Uh, we also got the giant snake. Mm -hmm. We see him multiple times. Deadites. Evil dead. Um, Kevin. <laughs> there is a person on the board called Kevin. Now, I actually did some exploring on Google as to what Kevin is. Kevin on the whiteboard in the control room could refer to the mild-looking but deadly killer in Sin City, played by Elijah Wood. So, I've never seen Sin City. Have you? No. Okay, so, anyway. Uh, we got The Mummy, The Bride, which is, is you, uh, the, scare, the Scarecrow Folk, The Snowman, Dragon Bat, we see the Dragon Bat, Vampires, um, Dismemberant Goblins, Sugar Plum Fairy. Kind of wish we got the sugar, sugar, yeah, sugar plum fairy. You don't see those at all. I, not that I noticed. Maybe you do, but I didn't really see it. Mm. Uh, then you got the merman, which <laughs> I, I'm much like Hadley. Where I think it's hilarious where Hadley is saying the whole time he really wishes the merman was the one that got summoned, um, and then he's the one that gets killed by the merman right at the end. Yeah. Um, I wish we got more of the mermaid. Uh, the reanimated. Then we got Unicorn, which isn't usually a horror movie character. He stabs someone in the chest. Yes, isn't it? yeah, we yeah. see that happen, and that is just <coughs> unreal. Thank you so much for putting that in. Well, I also like it how they take <clears throat> something that kids love so much and turn it evil. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, then we got Huron, and I'm not too sure what Huron is. Anyway, um, Sasquatch slash Wendigo slash Yeti. Then we got the dolls. The dolls, they're not dolls. They are people who wear doll face masks. And you see them in the movie. It's kind of like the strangers. Yeah, it's a take on the strangers. Mm -hmm. um, the doctors, zombie redneck torture family, which is the, uh, the main ones we see in the movie. They're the ones that got summoned. Jack-o'-lantern, giant. We never see the giant. Not that I'm aware of. 
yeah. And then, of course, twins. Now, the twins being from um, The Shining. You didn't bring up the girl, the little ballerina. She has the uh, mouth for a face. That is true. Maybe she's a Huron. I don't know. Maybe. But that's all that was on the list. But I went into IMDb Trivia, and they have they have a, a few other ones that, that we may have missed out on that are kind of just on the nose. So, in the shot showing all the creatures in their elevator cells, you can briefly see a tank, witch, boomer, and a hunter. Four of the special infected from Left Left for Dead game series. Their cameo was included to coincide with a planned tie-in expansion pack for the games where players would have to fight their way through the woods, cabin and facility from the movie. Unfortunately the tie-in was cancelled and MGM's financial problems hit. So that's a bit um, upsetting. I've never played Left 4 Dead, so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one. During the Rampage, one of the monsters that is briefly visible is a Reaver, a member of the fearsome tribe from Whedon's cult TV show Firefly, although they were not clearly seen on screen until Serenity. So, I've never seen Firefly, so I don't know what that is. But here is something that that I did notice yeah. and I only noticed this after reading this trivia and I had to laugh out loud when I read it and noticed it if you look very closely when they first release all the monsters there is in fact a flying purple people eater where does this show? in the movie yeah I can't remember it's been a while since it I've watched it in the movie, um, when the elevator doors open, you, you know what a flying, fur, flying purple people eater is? From that song? Yeah. I, can, I don't know what it looks like. I can just assume what it looks it, like. It's, it's a flying monster thing with wings. But it's, and it's purple? It, yes. And one eye? Uh, you can't exactly see its eye. It's got a... Um, it's got one horn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. In the upper left-hand corner of the screen near the ceiling, you'll see it flying off with someone. And I noticed it, and I, I thought that was just unreal that they put that in there. <laughs> now I feel like we have to play that song, but I've already got a song lined up for this episode, so what's a guy to do? Play both? Nah. But yeah, that's the monsters that we see on screen, but there are more monsters that we do actually see. And this is where the, 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 this is where the, the movie gets really interesting, because it's not just the cabin in the woods that's in this world. There is also other countries playing this little game so it's not that the whole world will be will be ruined if the cabin in the woods fails so yeah. we see that japan has its own little monster um, problem where they are faced with a japanese ghost such as um the grudge or, or the ring mm-hmm. and we and we see that and it also shows other um other countries doing the same thing like stockholm which uh, looks like the um, base from the thing. Yeah. You have Buenos Aires, um, is a huge beast that is a resemblance of King Kong, and then you have Madrid, which is a church on fire. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being one of those like um, Italian uh, horror uh, haunted horror films. Yep. So I loved how they did that. They've got other other countries and everything like that doing their typical stance on horror films. But um, I want to talk about the ending of this film because this is where this is where a lot of people um, 
some people had complaints and then like I heard with um with questions um Q&As with some people would ask the director is there going to be a sequel and the director responded with have you seen the end of this film now if if you haven't seen the end of this film and you don't really care about spoilers basically what happens at the end of this film is everyone dies every single person on the planet dies this movie has the highest body count of any movie ever made um because the ancient ones is upset how it didn't go the way he wanted he wanted his horror, he wanted his horror movie better and he didn't like it so he destroyed the earth did you like that ending yeah i remember enjoying it i didn't really have a problem with it mm. i at first i was upset because i wanted more i wanted to explore this world more but upon really understanding this movie now i'm i'm really happy with it i think it's ended perfectly mm-hmm. Um, how she <laughs> she had the option of killing her friend yet saving the world or letting her friend survive and killing everyone. Everyone, including herself and her friend. Which really doesn't make sense when you think about it. I mean, kill one person, you live, and everyone else lives. Don't kill him, you're going to die and he's going to die anyway. So either way, he's going to die. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so really the logical answer would be to kill him <laughs> but anyway so that's how the movie ends I think it ends perfectly if uh, you got anything more to add about The Cabin in the Woods before we wrap it up um not really just that it's an awesome film alright well let's go in with last thoughts and score out of 10 do you want to go first? you can go first this okay. time uh, I I really enjoy it. Look, look, I wasn't going to watch this movie again because I've seen it so many times, but I put it on as, as background background noise just so I can remember a few things here and there while I did the cleaning around the house. And I got distracted with the movie so much that I had to sit down and watch the movie. And that's the power of this movie. It really is something. It's, it's so good. And I realized while watching this that... It's such an unreal film as to what it's saying. The visuals are great. Everything's really cool. The acting's great in it. It's just a lot of fun. It's one that I can put on whenever and just have fun with it. And I realized while watching it that, god damn, this movie is actually a 10 out of 10 for me. I love it. I think it's fucking unreal. And I think that you need to go out and see it if you have not. Jaleesa, mm-hmm. what is your score and last thoughts? Uh, last thoughts love this movie always constantly glued to the screen um, action throughout it mm-hmm. um, my score I'm gonna come in with a nine. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for you to see this again because now knowing what this movie is saying I think that you're going to see it differently yeah and, and not just that you'll notice so much more we only really glazed over it but th- this movie is so much deeper than than, than what we talked about so for people out there that didn't know what we spoke about, go and watch it again and, and you'll realise what this movie really is trying to say. And I think it's brilliant that way. Mm-hmm. So that is our review of Cabin in the Woods from 2011. And that is it for the movie review portion of episode 98. But we are not done yet because I have a little game for Jaleesa. And this little game is Fuck, Marry, and be killed by. <laughs> so what I've got here is multiple pieces of paper 
and each piece of paper has a, a horror icon's name on it. Now what we're going to do is Jaleesa, Jaleesa is going to pick up a piece of paper. She's going to pick up three pieces of paper. Three? Three. Okay. And, and she's going to read out uh, the names on those pieces of paper. So obviously, uh, actually who wants to go first? Do you want me to ask questions to you first or you go first? Um, you can ask the questions to me so I know what I'm doing. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick up three pieces of paper then. Okay. Just randomly. And on these pieces of paper, I've got a character's name. And you're going to tell me if you fuck, marry, or get killed by. Okay. So you ready? Yes. Alright, the first one we have Pennywise, the dancing clown. Okay. Second, we have Freddy Krueger. And the third, we have Kayako from the Grudge series. <laughs> okay. I know um, which one you're killing, so. Yes, I'll kill. Oh, sorry, no, you're not. You don't get to kill. They kill you. My apologies. So fuck, marry. Fuck, marry, and get killed by. <sighs> okay. Um, Who are you gonna marry? I'll marry. Um. Pennywise. Okay. I guess because he can change and give me a little bit of humour in my life. Alright, that's... And that's... can shift into different things. I, I was going to say maybe you would fuck Pennywise because his tongue can get very long. <laughs> nah. Um... So you're going to fuck... Who? Freddy Krueger or Kayako? Uh, probably have to fuck Freddy. Okay, now think about this. Freddy's body is burnt, which mm. probably includes his dick. Yeah. Now imagine if he does manage to get his dick inside of you, and then he pulls it back out, all that... Dr all no, that <laughs> yuck. All that melted I don't want to know. <laughs> well... Yuck. Can I change my answer? You want to fuck Kayako? No. I'll marry Freddy Krueger, I'll fuck Pennywise, and I guess get killed by the grudge. Really? Yeah. You want to get killed by Kayako? Well, I don't want to have sex with her, or marry her. Why? I'll because... be terrified of her constantly. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Alright, very good, very good. Alright, me next. So pick up three. Okay. First one we have Pinhead. Ah, shit. Then we have Annabelle. Okay. And then Leatherface. Uh, Alright, well, I'm marrying Leatherface. Okay. That one's easy. Leatherface, uh, oh, well, actually, no, he doesn't cook. Well, okay, he gets food ready. So, there's that. I can cook, he can get it ready. Yeah. We're happy family. Yeah. Who am I going to fuck? Um, so, you've got a doll or pinhead? Yeah. <laughs> now, we've never really seen pinhead's body. Much, anyway. So is his... Imagine if his dick has all pins in it. Well, maybe it does. But I'm... Ribbed for your but, pleasure. But I'm going to fuck Pinhead. He's not going to fuck me. I'm going to fuck Pinhead. Because I, I imagine his moans are really, really um, nice. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to get killed by Annabelle, Annabelle simply because... Does she even kill... Maybe um, maybe I'd walk away from that. All the spirits attached from her will kill you. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
Or maybe I... No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it that way. I'll get killed by Annabelle. Because I don't want to get killed by Pinhead. That shit looks painful. Mm-hmm. And I think being killed by ghosts is a lot easier and quicker than... Look, if you get killed by Pinhead, then your fucking soul is in hell and they torture you forever. Yeah. So no way. I'm going to stick with that. Marry Leatherface. Fuck Pinhead. Get killed by Annabelle. Okay. Oh, okay. It's my turn. Julissa. We have Kerry White from Kerry. Okay. We have the Xenomorph from Aliens. (laughs) And then we have Candyman. (laughs) Oh, okay. Fuck, marry, and be killed by. Hmm. (laughs) I am going to... Um... <laughs> I guess I'll marry Carrie White. She okay. can bring me stuff with her mind. <laughs> this is true. Um, I guess I'll fuck Candyman. He's just got to watch his hook. Yeah. And I, I guess t- I'll get killed by the Xenomorph. Because you don't see its dick and I'm scared with what its tongue is. Well, its head is basically a dick. <laughs> so... I, I would have to agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get fucked by Candyman, he's going to taste like honey. Hmm. That's so a plus, I guess. That's a plus. Yeah. In saying that, he really likes to use his hook from groin to gullet. So if he tries to finger you... That's why I said he leaves his hook out. Well, you can't tell him that. I'll tie him to the bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, that, that's pretty good choices. I mean, getting killed by the Xenomorph, it's quick. Yeah. You're done, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jaleesa. It's your turn. It, it is. Yes. 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 Okay. I'm gonna change notes now since right. you've seen that one. All right. So we have Dracula. Oh, okay. Dracula. Predator. Shit. And Frankenstein. Oh, for fuck's sakes, I put girl characters in this. And where are the girl characters too? Well, I think you're lying. Carrie White. <laughs> You've got them all. Carrie White. Oh no, Annabelle. I had Annabelle. And mm-hmm. Kayako. Alright, so Frankenstein, Dracula, and Predator. Alright, I'm going to get killed by Predator. Why? It's the quickest out of the lot. I mean, if you get killed by Dracula, he drains your blood. It's gonna take a while. If you get killed by Frankenstein. He's just going to fuck you up hard, and it's going to hurt a lot. With Predator, he has that shoulder cannon blaster that's just going to go straight through you. You're done and dusted. Frankenstein might just chuck you in a river, and then you have a chance. And and then I drown. You can swim. No, he kills you. That's the object, object of the game. You die no matter what. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to get killed by Predator. I'm going to marry Dracula, because Dracula has a castle and property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm safe there. Plus... He's got a really nice voice. Um, I mean, it's kind of dreamy. <laughs> and then I'm going to fuck Frankenstein because maybe, maybe there's a nice little off chance that there was no penis ever attached to him and instead there's a woman's vagina. Maybe. Who knows? So. Or he could just have a dead, rotting, or, I mean, they, they, fleshy penis. There's that, or even worse, he could have, he, he could have put a black man's penis on him and that's that's gonna hurt <laughs> yeah so let's hope that he just has nothing there 
For your sake. Yeah. But you're doing him up the bum, so. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. All right, well, probably I'm... Probably maggots and everything, you know, uh, moving around your pee hole. Either way, I'm going to fuck Frankenstein, marry Dracula, and get killed by Predator. Okay. Julissa, your options are Hannibal Lecter. Okay. <laughs> Jason. Mr. Jason Ooh. Voorhees. And Michael Myers. Ooh. Um. Okay, I'm going to, I guess, marry Hannibal Lecter, yep. so he can make me some, you know, food with some fava beans. That's a good one. Yeah. Nice candy. Um, I think I will have s- sex with Michael Myers, and then get killed by Jason. Because Jason could be dead, I don't know. Michael Myers is alive. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't need to worry about a rotting penis. That's true. That's true. But Michael Myers is a 70-year-old man. Are you going to fuck a 70-year-old man? I mean, it's better than fucking an undead corpse. 70? Which Michael Myers are you going with? Well, Michael Myers now. The newest one? Yeah. That's how old he is now. He still seems pretty... Uh, agile and that's true being able to move so. that's true and and maybe maybe he can't get it up but that would be a bad thing if he couldn't get it up then he'd get the shits and just stab you hmm <laughs> not unless I stab him first with disappointment <laughs> okay you're gonna stab him with disappointment <laughs> no if I'm disappointed I stab him first okay so you're gonna marry Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. I agree with that fuck Michael Myers and get killed by Jason yes okay I mean, depending... Like, getting killed by Jason could be good or bad. I mean, it could Let's be a simple... It's quick. Yeah, it could be a simple decapitation. Or... Or he could put your head into liquid nitrogen. Hmm. Which is not good. Yeah, no. <laughs> so... Let's just hope it's a quick one. All right. All right, the last one we're going to play... Is, oh, it's... I keep it's forgetting. It's your turn. All right. All right. <laughs> so you've got... Bruce from Jaws, the shark. <laughs> the shark from Jaws, alright. Ghostface. Right. And Chucky. Okay. Okay. I'm going to marry Bruce from Jaws. Okay. Not because it's my favourite movie or anything like that, but I've always, always wanted a pet shark. And I know I shouldn't call my wife a pet, but having having Jaws as 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 a wife and a life partner could come in handy. Hey, and at least she's not going to annoy you. That's you true. Just have a good. That's true. <laughs> amount of distance. Yeah. All I have to if we have fights, all I have to do is walk on land. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, like, if I had enemies, hey, hey, enemy, come into the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I'm going to marry Bruce from Jaws. Yeah. I'm going to fuck Chucky. Ew. Why? Because. Because he's a doll, and because I don't want to fuck a guy, well, I'm saying that, Ghostface can be played by a woman, and it has been done before. And we never really said which Ghostface. Alright. Alright, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna fuck Ghostface. Okay. That's, that's a better answer. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck Ghostface when it's the woman. You gotta just think, they're wearing a mask too, so you don't have to know. Yeah, it's true. Mrs. Loomis, um, I'm going to fuck Ghostface, and I'm gonna get killed by Chucky. 
Okay. Hopefully, hopefully it's nothing bad. <laughs> I mean, Chucky does have his quick kills here and there, so hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully, I don't get strangled to death. Hmm. But well, he likes to toy with you and scare with you. That's true. That's true. Uh, would you agree with those options? Yes, I, uh, yes, I would. Who would you marry out of those three? Just to click. Well, I don't really want to fuck a shark, <laughs> so <laughs> I'd have to marry Jaws. Well, I mean, fucking a shark would would just smell the same uh, as fucking a woman. <laughs> hey. <laughs> wow. That's just not, I was ahead. reading. That's not nice. <laughs> I'll probably do it the exact same as you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is it for episode 98 of Horror for Dummies. Before we go, we're just going to give a little um, heads up as to what is happening over the next few weeks. So because we had to uh, kind of miss last week and it got a bit all over the place... Next week, we are going to be doing a little bonus episode. We're going to be taking the week off as the usual numbered episode. But we're coming back with uh, a little bonus episode, and that is our Halloween party episode. I don't really know what to call it. Yeah. But we're just going to be, um, we're going to be telling ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Stories that we were told back when we were kids that used to scare us. Um, but while we're doing that, we're also going to be playing songs that we love to hear during Halloween. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the must-of songs that we must play during the season of Halloween. So we're going to have a few songs. We're going to have a few drinks. We're going to be telling a few ghost stories. Um, but that is it for next week. The week after that, we are going to be coming back with uh, Don't Go Into The Woods Part 2, where we review The Blair Witch Project from 1999 and the newest Blair Witch film that is just entitled Blair Witch from 2016 the week after that is our big 100 episode and i might as well just let the cat out of the bag eh? and just tell everyone what we're doing for it yeah might as well do we, it so we are going to be talking about the uh scariest movie moments ever mm-hmm. and these aren't ones that we just read off google no these are ones that have affected us personally um and notice I didn't say horror movie moments. I'm letting any movie come into this talk. Anything that you saw on screen that scared you, we're going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be doing for episode 100. We're going to be doing a um, a big party type celebration. And if you guys want to get in contact with us and, and say anything and have your voices heard, please do. We are open to it, and we will uh, read your mail online. Uh, on the air. On the air. On the air. <laughs> so that is it. We'll have, more, uh, we'll have more plans come to light closer to date with episode 100. Mm-hmm. But that is it for episode 98. We thank everyone out there for listening. If you could give us a five-star review, that would be really nice. I'd like you a lot. Uh, and we'll be back next week with our Halloween hootenanny. Halloween. Halloween special. What are we calling our party? Halloween Hoedown. Halloween Hoedown. We're going to call it that then. All okay. right. Enjoy. Jaleesa, say goodbye. Goodbye, peeps. And Olivia, you're young and you 
have much to learn And I will do my very best to teach you about the world When you're inside the house, my dear, you'll never have a thing to fear But waiting just outside are things so scary your hair will curl If you go out beyond those trees, your palms will sweat, you knock your knees The creatures you encounter there would gobble you up for good There's danger lurking just outside, but no need to be terrified Your simple advice can be applied Of defense, some hunting skills and common sense But still I feel it would be best If you don't even dare It's perfectly normal to feel trapped A life indoors can leave you sapped But please know my advice is apt You'll stay in here safe as you should I only insist because I care Disasters lurking everywhere And losing you I just couldn't bear So never go into the woods